1: Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with.
0: And the other has never even seen. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Eric Johnson. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com.
1: And you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play.
0: Today, we're talking about Into the Woods, the 1987 musical by Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine. It combines the plots of several classic fairy tales, including Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, and Little Red Riding Hood, with intricate music and lyrics to bring the stories to life. I've seen the recent movie with Meryl Streep and Anna Kendrick and James Corden and Chris Pine and God, what an amazing cast. (laughs) Uh, But I've never seen Into the Woods on stage until now.
1: Yes, and we should note that for the purposes of this episode, we're doing something a little bit different um, because we live in two completely different cities. Indeed. Uh, and it, yeah, it would be somewhat infeasible to, to, you know, travel and try to see the same production of Into the Woods and whatever. But, uh, and and the movie, again, Eric has already seen the movie, um, but I, I don't know. I don't think, I, I loved the movie as a fan of the play, But Uh I don't think that the movie fully, fully captured it. There's a lot of it that kind of only works on stage. Um, So I thought it was really important for you to see the 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 production on stage. And as far as my not being in San Francisco to see the same production, (laughs) um, I I don't know. We've kind of just landed on. That's okay because I have seen multiple productions of Into the Woods, including being in the musical when I was in high school. Um, and you have
0: this committed to memory to an extent. I have the you whole know, thing, you know, this pretty well. I
1: have the whole thing committed to memory. Yeah. I've, again, I've, I've been in it and therefore seen it on stage, like, you know, probably hundreds of times in, in total yeah. in the course of rehearsing <laughs> the play. Um, plus I, I, you know, I have the soundtrack, I've listened to it. So, I mean, long before I had the, the, the disease that a funnier or die video has dubbed hamillaria, where <laughs> you you know hear a word or a phrase and you launch into a Hamilton lyric, uh, I have had that every
0: with... damn day. God damn, it's that constant. Musical.
1: <laughs> I have had that. I have had that with Into the Woods for more than a decade. Like
0: every time someone <laughs>
1: says something is or is not their fault, my brain goes, "But it isn't my fault. I was given those beans to persuade me to trade away my cow for beans." Without, th-. I mean, li- seriously, like it's so so. I, I think I'll be okay without seeing the production that you're going to see in San Francisco.
0: Um, so, yeah, so Emily is not going to be seeing this same production, but in March, there was a touring production of Into the Woods that was in San Francisco near me. And so I went and saw that. By the time this episode comes out, it's gone. It's somewhere, It'll be somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. So maybe well, you can find it. I don't know. It was uh let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's a name <laughs> of the uh the company. I've got the program here. Wasn't in front it of like me. the official tour? This is the fiasco theater production oh. of Into the Woods. So I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's touring.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Um but uh as usual, we are planning on spoiling everything that happens in this. And as we've already established, watching the movie is not really sufficient. Um yeah. however if you've ever seen Into the Woods, you'll you'll be on board. Try to find a production near you, either this tour that Eric saw, or honestly, somebody is doing it. Somebody is performing Into the Woods somewhere near you at some point. Whether it's a high school or a college, it's a super popular musical to perform. And if I, you last can... night
0: when I was in that it, during the intermission, I was looking on Twitter to see if anyone I knew also happened to be like. <sighs> scene into the woods uh that that night uh and there were so many different productions of into the woods happening across the country it's, like i was seeing pictures of sets all these different sets all happening just coincidentally in the same night
1: it's an incredibly popular musical you will be able to find a production near you and even if you can't or or you don't feel there isn't one right at this this moment um there is also a, uh, a a movie a filmed like a, a filmed Broadway production from the that came out in like I, the early 90s from I think it's from the original Broadway production um it, I'm, it's the original Broadway cast I believe so so you can find that too that exists you know many of my friends had that on VHS growing up I think it's on YouTube maybe or you might be able to find it if you have like the PBS you know access, thing passport you know that exists as well so you you can find into the woods somewhere but again we're gonna spoil everything that happens and it's pretty different from what happens in the original fairy tales so so be aware (laughs) and enjoy
0: once upon a time i wish in a far-off kingdom more than anything.
1: With a young maiden. More than life. A sad young lad. A jew. I wish. And a childless baker. More than life. I wish. With more his wife. More than our boo. I, I, I wish. The king is giving a festival. More, more than life. I wish. I wish to go to the festival. More than riches. The I wish my cow would give us some milk. More than anything. I wish
0: we had a child. Please, pal. I, Please pal. I wish to go to the I festival. Wish I wish, I wish we might have a child. A I wish. wish.
1: Into the woods, it's time to go, I hate
0: to leave, I have to go Into the woods, it's time and so I must begin my journey Into the woods and through the trees to where I am expected, Mom. Into the woods to grandmother's house Into the woods to grandmother's house You're certain of your way? The way is clear, the light is good I have no fear nor no one should The woods are just trees, the trees are just wood into the woods and And we're back. I have just watched Into the Woods on stage, uh, and Emily has replayed it in her mind. Uh, well, I,
1: I did listen to um, I did listen to the cast recording that I owned several times, uh, which is the same as replaying it in my mind. Which, for reference, is the original London cast recording from like ninety one. I this was not a conscious choice that I made. This was the seed. This was like the CD that they gave us when like. You're in a musical in high school, and they give you a CD, so you know what right. it's supposed to sound like. Um, that was apparently the original London cast. I only just learned that today, but
0: so so that's like in your mind that is the like iconic or the the definitive version of the soundtrack because that's in, what only
1: in to. my mind. Yeah, not not to like the world at large. But <laughs> In my mind, that's that's the soundtrack that I know. And at this, I guess I'll make this the point where I say I told you that I had just discovered something. I yeah. told you offline that I had just discovered something um, that I didn't know about this soundtrack that I've been listening to, again, for more than a decade, um, that The Baker's Wife was played in that production and on the soundtrack that I have and won a, a um, Olivier, the, the British Tonys, okay. um, for this performance, Imelda Staunton. Really? Dolores Umbridge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dolores. I know um- that name. Dolores
1: Umbridge was the baker's wife in this production. And now that I know that, I hear it and I'm like, oh my God. I can't believe I never <laughs> recognized this. And also, if I had been aware of that, this actually would have been my first intro to. To Imelda Staunton right. knowingly because because you know I, I was listening to this for several years before the fifth Harry Potter movie came out so
0: right <laughs> anyway that's <laughs> now just, you know
1: that's a fun fact but I so I listened to the br- br- the excuse me the um the London, London original London cast several times
0: so um I guess before we get into what I thought of Into the Woods why don't you what's something why why do you love this musical so much Emily.
1: So many reasons, obviously, as always, but I, I think the reason, I think the reason that, that this, this gets to me so much and that I love it so much is that it's this silly lighthearted thing about fairy tales, especially in the first act. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, Hey, let's just take a bunch of fairy tales and imagine they all happen in the same kingdom so that all they can, all the characters can run into each other. Wee! it's a fun romp. Um, but it's not about that at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's about it's about so many more, and and gets into so many more, you know, deep, intense, emotional, real life things. I mean, and again, especially in the second act, um, yeah. Which and this is this is part of why I, it was important to me that you saw the the show, not just because of the stuff that 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 works better got on stage the and the stuff that got cut, but most of the cuts. Happen in the second act and most really? of the cuts, most of the cuts that they made from the movie into my memory of the movie was, was the second act. It was like they kind of gutted the second act and the second act is what, you know, the first act really as good as it is, is like this mostly a fun fairy tale romp. And then right. the second act, the happy ending comes crashing down. It's what happens after happily ever after. It's a mess It's about it's about grief. It's about losing loved ones. But it's also about your children growing up and and the pain of that and needing to needing to to, you know, like to let go enough to to, to, you know, to let your children grow up. And uh, and it's about, you know, learning, learning to make it on your own, you know, without help, but it's also about learning when you need to give up on that and rely on others. I mean, it's about so many big, deep, important things that everyone deals with in their life, and it's also about, like, fucking Little Red Riding Hood. Like, it's...
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: you know, uh, that's... I think that that uh, that's w- what makes it so good to me, is there's just, the, like... The,
0: it's taking these characters who... Were once associated with very simplistic, child friendly morals and stories, and really bumping them up at the maturity level and really kind of challenging you to think about them in a different way and think about their choices and their stories in a different way.
1: Right. And I mean, it also, you know, it, it also deals with all of those themes and things that, and moments in life and stuff that I just talked about, you know. So much, so much better than so many things that like actively set out to do that. I mean, there's tons of stuff that's like, this is about grief and, you know, and that this like, it it's like it, it's like it sneaks it in you know a spoonful of sugar kind of way like cuz it's it's cuz again it's it's like this lovely musical but it's also like it deals with that all of this real human heart stuff so much better than a lot of other things do so yeah that's that's how i feel about about into the woods i mean just like just like as a reminder of like what's going on in this musical and like what we're talking about as we watch this musical the second to last song, No One is Alone. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just
1: just quick reminder
0: <laughs> of what's going
1: on in that song. Two adults, one of whom has just had his wife die.
0: And the other and one the is other, already dead. <laughs> and the other
1: one well, did I didn't doesn't she doesn't she and the don't she and the prince like sort of break up? The prince might also die, but I feel like I don't think the prince dies. I think
0: Wait, maybe I am it. Maybe we're thinking of, I'm thinking of the wrong song. No, I'm
1: talking about I'm talking about no one is alone.
0: Oh, which oh is, sorry, I was thinking which of is, No More. You know, I was, I was, which
1: Oh, my God. And that's one of yeah. the ho- that's one of the worst cuts from the movie. That's, like, the best yeah, song that, in the show.
0: That, that That's the song between the baker and his father, where the father's yes. already dead, but he's imparting on, on the son, like, why he can't run away and why why he, yeah.
1: That, um, yeah. And that, that is, like, that, it, to me, is that's, like, the best song in the musical. And the fact that they cut that from the movie I, I, fills me with rage and upset. No, I'm talking about <laughs> No One Is Alone, the song that the baker sings to Jack and Cinderella sings right. to, to Red Riding Hood and just right. like casual reminder uh the people singing that song are a guy whose wife just died and a woman who just basically her marriage just ended right um and due to
0: infidelity i mean we should Yeah spell due to out, and, like, and
1: yeah. due to infidelity cuz the prince is a dick but a very right. hilarious
0: one mm-hmm. um He's and charming the, the, not nice the
1: two of <laughs> yes uh anyway the two of them um the two of them are comforting two children who are both children of single mothers who just died. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is some dark, intense shit. Like most yeah. plays don't <laughs> go that dark at all. Yeah. And, and like, that's what's going, that's what's happening in this play. And they're not even the only people to lose people. Like the witch loses her daughter. And like, I, mm-hmm. it, mm, it's so <laughs> dark and intense and it handles it all so incredibly well. So that's, yeah. that's my piece. And now you can, talk about how um, you felt about it
0: so yeah i'm really I, also
1: intrigued to hear about the present the, the production that you saw because you were sending me pictures right. of the set and i want to know and
0: you're you kind of curious about it. okay so uh first things first i'll just say that i definitely enjoyed this a lot more than the movie excellent i uh, i did i did enjoy this um and i will talk about the production in a second but I, I will say just kind of on the topic of like the dark subject matter like i really kind of i think liked the second act a lot more than the first like the first act you know, there was a lot to like about it, as you were saying, and um, I, I'm kind of conflicted a little bit, because in one sense, I wish the tone had been consistent in a way, because I feel like the way the characters are written in the first act, or at least the way that I saw them portrayed, um, there was sort of a bit of ironic distance with like, oh, ha-ha, fairy tales, tee-hee, isn't this silly, in the first act. Which then snowballed into by the second act. It was really it was hard for me to think of the characters in the way that I might might in another musical. Hmm, if that makes that's any a sense, shame. I fe- that I does felt, make sense. You know, and and I I feel like I feel like the per- performances were very strong. I haven't seen any other obviously stage versions of Into the Woods, but I felt like the performances were all really really strong. So my. Gut says that that's maybe a problem I have with the source material, that I would have the same concerns or the same difficulty um, getting invested with the characters in any production, any stage production of this. I don't really remember much about how I felt about the movie. I kind of just saw it on a lark and, uh, you know, forgot about it pretty much soon after. Um,
1: Yeah. So, you know... I don't, I don't know that you're necessarily wrong about that. That's not, that's kind of something that I can't, um, I don't really have, I don't, I don't come from a place where I can really speak to whether that would be universal. Cause like I've, I don't know, I've never, I've never seen it in the way that you did right, where you exactly. sat in an audience <laughs> and you watched the first act and then you watched the second act and you needed to connect with the characters in that, in that sort of linear way. Like I... Because my first exposure to this was, in fact, when I was in it. Right.
0: <laughs> it's like it's
1: like I I sort of knew all along what was happening, and you know you rehearse scenes out of order and 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 all of this kind of stuff. Where like I and I should also note I was in the chorus. I wasn't any of the characters. Like I was okay. I was an extra in this <laughs> musical. I wasn't like playing Cinderella or some you know impressive <laughs> shit like that. There were some incredibly talented people in my high school. I was like never like the star of the musical. Um, <laughs> Starting but, with but, yeah, starting I mean, with the fact I... that, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I break into song a lot, but I can't actually sing. <laughs> um, but no, I I, I could de- I could definitely see how that would be the case though, because like th- there is a huge there is a huge tone shift because the first the first act is very much like very much just like fun twisted fairy tales, right, and then exactly. the second act is everything the happy the happily ever after literally comes crashing down around them with the t- giant sound effect of a crash. Usually, I don't know if most productions do that.
0: Okay, so you you want me to go into detail a little bit about the production? Well, I just just mean like in
1: that they're singing like "Happy Ever After" and they're doing this beautiful harmony, and then I'm so
0: happy.
1: and, And yeah, like there is a huge tonal shift from. Fun, fun romp that makes fairy tales interconnected to like deep intense,
0: yeah, so. I was actually sitting behind a family of four with two young kids in it, and yeah, it was kind of i didn't I wasn't like distracted or anything but i was uh, i would i would sometimes hear like the girl and the family like whispering to her mom you know like stuff like little asides and they were the the family seemed very into the first act and then like after is it rapunzel or whoever's the first casualty in the second act she was like she might be to rapunzel her
1: mom. yeah
0: she whispered her whispered to her mom is she dead? Like it was. It was like, oh, I wonder how much the parents knew about this. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So definitely a tonal shift there. Um. But then in terms of the uh, everything crashing down, um, that's a good point to talk about the production of this because I thought yeah, it was I really hear about it. Really interesting. Um. So the first act of this, um, was was something I have personally not seen at a, at a musical before where. There was barely any backstage, so the there were people who were like you know the center of attention who had the light on them, but all the actors, all the instruments, all the costumes, all the props were all constantly on stage, kind of sort of in the background, but still clearly on stage.
1: Interesting.
0: And so you would see uh, people who, and there's a lot of uh, cabaret is kind of like that.
1: That's or the the production of cabaret that I saw.
0: Okay, I've never seen any version of that. Yeah, the
1: the the. The most recent Broadway revival of Cabaret was very similar to that. But the yeah. band is, like, part of the show in Cabaret, so, like, that... Yeah, is... and so
0: this, this, like, the, you had um, the pianist and the cellist and, and people who were just, like, on stage, and uh, huh. I, I understand from, I was, like, reading about this after the fact, I guess in some productions, there's a single narrator who's, like, their their character is just the narrator, uh, and in this, it, all the actors, in, in, and also the pianists, were taking turns just kind of jumping in whenever they weren't busy doing something else. They would just say exposition, you know, oh, depending weird. on who was... And that's not all.
1: Well, wait, Before a... while we're on the narrator, I should uh, let yeah. me say in um, in uh, most productions in the the not not the one that I was in, but in in most productions, uh-huh. or at least in the original one and like the way it was originally, the um, the narrator actually is usually the mysterious man who turns, I was going to say turns out to be the, the baker's father. That's yeah. that's what that's like what the typical thing that usually happens.
0: I, I, and that was weird because that was one of the few actors who was not double or triple casted uh, in this. Oh, that must have um, been
1: so confusing.
0: No, actually, it wasn't confusing at all. They did a really good job huh, with these very there were minimalist. So many costumes. characters. Yeah, no, I mean the the plot was a lot. It's, this is like this is like a fairy tale written by the Big Sleep guy. What's his name? Raymond Chandler,
1: <laughs> who Raymond doesn't Chandler. know what's happening in his own novel.
0: Yeah. No, but they actually did a really good job with. So actually, they had. So this is the craziest part. The same actress played Rapunzel, Little Red Riding Hood, and she also played the trumpet whenever the prince was coming. So she would be Whoa. on stage in a scene as red. The scene would end. She would go sit down, pick up the trumpet before dun, the dun, prince dun, arrived. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and and then she and she was she was probably she and the actor who played the, played um and then yes yeah, so the actor who played Cinderella's prince the, the the kind of the main prince I guess like I guess Rapunzel has the other yeah prince, C- it's the,
1: Cinderella's prince and Rapunzel's prince are right. the two princes. The yeah.
0: actor who played Cinderella's prince was also the wolf. That's normal. And one of the wicked stepsisters, and then Rapunzel's prince was the other wicked stepsister. Oh
1: my god, that's amazing! So Cinderella's prince and the wolf—that—that um, that is something that was that they did in the the original production, and in like okay. like early on, you know, in in like
0: which makes sense. I mean, like, yeah, in terms it's of, it's, you know... <laughs> it's it's a
1: wonderful, it's like a wonderful parallel, and like they are. They do behave similarly mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's that is something that goes back to the original production but I love the princes as the stepsisters. that's and, the, and then you also
0: had in the second act um, like the basically any of the female characters who were either dead or not in the scene would take the role of the giantess as needed okay um, so they was like stand there still on stage you would see the actors they're standing there with a megaphone. Uh, just, like, yelling into the megaphone to be the giantess. Um, and then sometimes, and, and, like, sometimes I would look, you could see up upst- is upstage, like, farther back from the yeah, audience? Yeah, the, the, the back is
1: upstage, because stages used to tilt forward.
0: Okay. Uh, so, so it was upstage, literally up and down. So while, while, while there were actors closer to the audience, downstage... Downstage and, is
1: closer to the audience, yes.
0: While there were actors downstage, you would see, like, the actor who played the prince or the wolf upstage and he wasn't there to waiting for his keyword to enter a scene he was there to play like the drums like like there there there'd be music he would just be there uh with like playing playing a cymbal Uh, so really this was and at first it was it it was a little bit weird at first because there were always people on stage at the same time but it was really good it was really really well done i was i found that to be actually the most engaging part of the whole live stage experience for me more than the differences between stage and film was yeah. seeing the seeing the exposed inner gears of how this production was happening. Like literally the only time in the first act that anyone was out of view of the audience was when Cinderella needed to change into her gown to go to the festival where it's just like that's a big enough costume change. Right, that's a huge Uh, costume
1: change from rags to like magical golden gown that a a tree just casually showered down on you. Shiver
0: and quiver little tree
1: Silver and gold throw down on me I'm off to get my wish!
0: but literally everyone else. So like in I, order to be Rapunzel, that that's that, so
1: great. I love the actors that.
0: Who, in, in order to be Rapunzel, all the actors would do, she'd put on a, a kind of cartoonish blonde wig and then climb up a ladder, a very, very obvious just like step ladder. And then in order to be red, she was put, she would take off the wig and put on a red cloak and she was red. And that's they great. were, all the actors were good enough, all the ones who were double and triple casted were good enough to handle that transition and they they made it work, which I, even as a non-actor, I can totally respect like, That is really tricky to do, you know, just selling the audience on those characters.
1: Well, and again, (laughs) I mean, like a lot of I feel like a lot of plays do that when they have a smaller, smaller cast for whatever reason. But like this is a particularly intricate difficult to follow, difficult to sing. I mean, Mm -hmm. even like you, you can hear, even when you're listening to like some of the best singers in the world, these professional, (laughs) you know, Broadway or West end, uh, uh, you know, professional musical theater actors, like you can hear that this is a tough, tough musical to sing. Yeah, And it's all singing. So like, that is really impressive. And, like, I, I'm jealous. That sounds so great.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the program here. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I already mentioned the uh, Cinderella's Prince, Rapunzel's Prince. Oh, yeah, Rapunzel's Prince was also Milky White, the cow. <laughs> um, so he was triple casted. Um, and then uh, Jack was also the steward. Um, Cinderella's oh, my God, stepmother so he was... kills his own mother? Uh huh. Yep. <gasps> <laughs>
1: oh wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this this was this was a pretty intense, like small cast production. Wow. Like, um, that's so exciting. So so yeah. So anyway, um, so that all was really good, the, but that's mostly the the first act. In the second act, av- ever after, there's a whole crash thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly what the sound was, but there was a loud noise, and then in order to indicate the disarray, all of the props and benches and stuff that was just on the stage in the first act all the whole ensemble picked it up and like threw it around or placed it askew so that and then for almost the entire second act most of the cast was backstage was not visible to the audience which may which enhanced the effect of people being separated being uh lost and losing track of each other it, it, That's it, it so emphasized great the characters distance from one another in a visual way. Oh, I
1: love that. Cause you know, that was one of those, one of so one of those things. And I mean, again, I know, I know the music, especially of this musical inside out and backwards. And um, that, but, but as always, because I was actually thinking about it and taking notes, like for instance, in um, the, the, the version of the repeated into the woods, you know, theme that keeps coming back. Right. The version of that, that, appears in act two opening after everything comes crashing down is similarly uh, like musically and lyrically is s- similarly all separated and scattered the way it sounds like having people backstage was like if you listen to it the you know the things where earlier they're going to have to keep to get to find to do to do to go to the festival into the woods you know yeah it instead they're like to shield slay find Fix, to hide to
0: move to battle to see what the trouble is there there was kind of a, a more tentative like questioning yeah, sort of tone yeah and then, yeah, the, and then there's the, and no back, big back you know around. into the
1: woods at the, at the end of that one and it sounds like that's what they did with the production
0: and and the <sighs> and this one, in order to uh in that in that reprise at the start of act two um the cello was playing off key um that there was, there was a cello <sighs> that was playing along, and so to indicate the 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 fact that this is not quite this is not the same as act one that the cello was playing it's kind of these these harsh like jarring you know notes that 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 were oh my God, off this key.
1: sounds amazing
0: um but but all this was all very like. This, this was not a, uh especially like expensive-looking production. This was like actors being really creative with what seemed like maybe intentionally limited resources. Yeah, um, probably and so intentionally. One more thing about the stage, and then we'll talk about the actual content of the play. But <laughs> um, the way in the scene where they do battle with the giantess at the end of Act 2, uh-huh. really cool. I just want to talk about this. Go um, ahead. So- I, I'm
1: in awe of this production, and I want to be able to see it, and I can't.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the actress who played the baker's wife, who by this point in the story is dead, yes. she has nothing else to do, so well, she until the very end, the finale.
1: Well, she yeah. comes back as like a spirit ghost,
0: right? Um, so they put a small light at foot level on the stage, and so she crawls up, and then um, the light is projecting onto like the backdrop, like you know, um, yeah, so
1: like a silhouette a, a projected silhouette. onto the
0: backdrop, so it looks huge. She crawls up and and she, they 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 block this out perfectly so that she was able to somehow move her body so that the. Um the silhouette made it seem like it was walking towards the audience like i'm having trouble like articulating right this, and it i seems. well
1: and i don't know how you would do it either but i'm but i i i'm following
0: yeah like the shadow was getting bigger and bigger as if as if this is the shadow of a giantess walking towards the audience oh my god now meanwhile meanwhile uh jack and the baker have assumed their positions to fight the giantess mm-hmm. and so the baker's up on rapunzel's stepladder which right. i mean uh, yeah, and then Jack is up somewhere somewhere also elevated a little bit. And rather than uh, doing battle, since they've already drawn your attention to this giant shadow, the shadows did battle with one another. So they would flash the lights and play a sound effect when the shadow of the baker's stick would collide with the shadow of... Uh, of the giantess who's oh that's
1: so cool
0: and it was it was like um and at the end of it the whole audience was applauding just like even though the actors were trying to get on with the story (laughs) is is that it was just like such a such a brilliant minimalist way of of telling that um that you you know i i feel i feel like shadow puppetry is not something that i you know you often see in a musical that was on broadway right it it seems it seems so so cool yeah. So anyway, I, mean, I just wanted to mention that. It's like
1: I feel like it's kind of off stage
0: usually. So that's something I want to talk about with it with the actual content of this.
1: Like like I feel like both the production I was in and the ones I've seen, like that battle, you don't actually see it. Right. Because there's no way to do it, except for that, which sounds so cool. Oh my right. god.
0: So okay, so that so to the actual content of the musical. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot this episode. That's I guess fine. So. <laughs> I usually
1: talk a great deal in my in the episodes that I'm the geek on. So and I probably will as we continue. Yeah,
0: I, uh, yeah but, but when you react to my actual like critiques of, oh, no. of stuff. Um, oh no. My biggest problem with with the actual like story or the actual like you know telling of the of these stories mm-hmm. um, is just how much is either expository or is happens off stage? yeah it's it was, almost all it was telling. really bothersome it yeah. is and like i guess maybe you could argue that there's a meta component there of like telling stories and fairy tales and how those are constructed obviously this is commenting on some of the tropes and the assumptions or and around fairy tales um so maybe there's some intent there but But like I found the uh, it it makes more sense now knowing that the mysterious man is also the narrator usually. But I found like for instance where uh, the baker has lost the cow, the mysterious man literally runs up with the cow, says here you go, and then and then walks away um, without another word, like stuff like that. Or or when Jack is talking about um, you know any of his, I guess he has a song about giants in the sky, right? But but like it it feels like
1: giants in the sky.
0: Like it's sorry. It, it feels like there's enough. Di- it's not. This is an entirely sung musical. There's enough dialogue, and there's enough that is they do find a way to show that. I was kind of wondering, like, so why isn't there some sort of scene with Jack up there, like talking to? or, or Right. Or, or, almost. Or...
1: Almost everything happens. Little Red Riding Hood shows up and sings a song telling you the story of escaping from the wolf, and Jack shows yeah. up telling you the story of going up and finding the giant's lair and running away, having stolen stuff. And later tells Little Red Riding Hood about the stuff he stole, and she, you know, dares him to go back mm-hmm. up and get the harp. Uh, and they come back to the hen see, and the You harp only ever and... see Cinderella running away from the ball and telling, which I
0: actually like that. I, I like that. I, I, I like
1: that. that too. But I, but I'm yeah. just, I'm just like the the trend that you're talking about, right. though. You know, you don't ever see the ball. You don't ever see her meeting the prince. You only ever see her running away and telling the baker's wife or telling right. the audience about it. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. It's definitely a lot of, and I mean. Again, in in, in every production I've I've seen, you know, the set never really changes once you get into the woods. Like you might have you might have like locations for that for the opening scene that are Cinderella's house, Jack's house and the Baker's house. But then Mm -hmm. once you get actually into the woods, you're just in the woods and people keep running on and off stage meeting each other and telling each other things. And yeah, you don't see very much happen. That's that. okay. that's fair, I guess. So but the songs so, yeah. are so good that I don't really mind. That, that's I the guess thing. Like thing. I, I
0: did really enjoy a lot of the songs. Like I re- I like Giants in the Sky. I mean I liked the um the and what happened at the ball songs like with it, between the the yes. Cinderella and the Baker's Wife. Well, yeah, sorry. Um. So no, I'm, I'm a very, flirty, a the, very the nice here.
1: prince that's called. Well, and I mean I yeah. think I think what I love so much about. About oh, the songs, and
0: agony. Can I just say, agony? Oh my god, yes. is amazing. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, absolutely. <laughs> Literally, all I song. have about the first agony is the Prince's OMG in all caps, in <laughs> and then and then the the agony reprise. And if you if you yeah. just like since since you were not as tuned into it when you saw the movie, you might not remember. So there's plenty of stuff that they that they ditched and changed and stuff. But the big mm-hmm. things, the big things that bother me that they changed in the movie. Now that you've seen the play,
0: right they get rid of
1: the agony reprise
0: where they're talking about sleeping beauty and snow, White. right?
1: Which from a movie making standpoint, I understand how that's one of the more superfluous songs in the show, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes, it takes the, it takes the, you know, these like charming, but, conceited asshole princes that were established in the first one and takes them to this extreme point <laughs> where they're both married but like they're clearly still like all about the chase and also like the weird random twist where one of them is afraid of blood and one of them is afraid of dwarves dwarves like,
0: yeah <laughs> but even one prick it's my thing about blood it's no sicker than your thing with dwarves, Warves, Warves. dwarves are very upsetting
1: it's it's like it's just so good and so funny and so yep. tragic to cut it out of the movie. Um, then the other the other big things that they cut from the movie. Sorry, and I have I have thoughts about about the showing not telling thing. No, but, but I want to hear I want to yeah. hear what they cut. Yeah, they also cut uh, as I already said they cut no more, which yeah. is a tragedy because again That's I consider that yeah. the best song in the show. Like it's
0: it it's wasn't my favorite, but I really so liked it a
1: lot. Yeah. Good. Well, I I mean there's I. That's like picking a favorite, a favorite child, or, <laughs> or a favorite like I don't know James Bond movie for me or something like to to name my favorite song from Into the Woods, but like it's it, no more, no more is up there because there's yeah. just I ugh. But um, anyway, and then the other thing that they change in the movie is that Rapunzel does not actually die. Uh, okay. Which totally cuts the heart out of the witch's storyline.
0: Yeah, about and... children will listen and kind of like her whole thing about what you tell your children. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, and I think I think by that same token, they don't have the song "Lament," which is. This is the world I meant.
0: Couldn't you listen? Couldn't you stay content, safe behind the wall? All of that stuff
1: where the witch is grieving and no matter Mm -hmm. what you say, children won't listen. And then turning that around at the end to children will listen. Children may not obey, but children will listen. Oh, like all of the all of the resonance of that is like totally gone. If Rapunzel Mm -hmm. doesn't die. Also, the witches can be right. Giants can be good. The witch isn't right with Rapunzel not dying. The witch is just kind of a jerk. But she's right when she's talking about the stakes and the fact that her daughter had. It. Anyway, so well, that's.
0: What's the, the line? I, I'm not good, I'm not nice, I'm oh. just right.
1: <laughs> you're so nice. You're not good, you're not bad, you're just nice. I'm not good, I'm not nice, I'm just right. I'm the witch, you're the world. It's the lyrics are beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I also just feel like that you're not good, you're not ni- you're not good, you're not bad, you're yeah. just nice is yeah. like s- so much of humanity. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I
1: feel like that's the case with people in so many cases. It's like you're not trying to be good, you're not trying to do the the right thing, you're just being nice, you're being polite, it's, which is it's sometimes being bright,
0: like but... it's being neutral or being kind of you know too uh, distanced from from problems and from you know
1: yeah you, you, which is you, not just
0: be nice doesn't mean you're actually helping anyone right or by, by making the world a nice better
1: place. is different than good
0: yeah to quote little Red <laughs> riding hood
1: and bring me back to what i originally wanted to talk about which is you're totally right about the showing not telling thing i mean mm-hmm. it sounds like you like they then that's probably why they made some of the so did some of the things that they did in the production you saw it sounds like they mm. they made it a, a very interesting production to watch it's very easy to just have people like run on stage and do their thing and run off stage again and and mm. you know because it because it all happens in the woods it happened most of the the actual action of the fairy tales happens off stage right um i think the reason i'm on board with that is that I mean we all know what happens, right? We know what happens when Jack climbs the beanstalk. We know what happens when Little Red Riding Hood gets to Granny's house. You know, know here's a better example. What happens between Cinderella but 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 what well what I like what I love about it is the way that their songs that they sing where they react to those things, you know. Deepen their characters and make the stories about more. Like especially, you know, I know things now is such a
0: that's Red Riding Hood song right. after the wolf dies,
1: right? And like that's that's such a good song that taken together with her scene where she meets the wolf, like you know, lays bare so many of the things that that story is about. Besides just like, oh, Little Red Riding Hood, you know, don't stray from the path. I mean, it it, it adds that that really creepy predatory.
0: You know, mm-hmm. sexually
1: predatory element of the wolf as opposed to just literal predator going to eat you element of the mm-hmm. wolf. And then her whole journey and that song is about, you know, it's like her growing up and losing her innocence. And, 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 you know, she's all of a sudden there's so much complication in the world. She's excited, well, excited and scared. You know, nice is different than good. Isn't it nice to know a lot? And yeah. a little bit not, you know, isn't it nice yeah. <laughs> to grow up? And also it's not nice to grow up and, like, not be a child anymore. And, I, 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 you know, I think that the the things like that are so well done that it's, like, there wouldn't be room for all of that if we also saw the whole encounter with the wolf where we already know what happens.
0: So, okay, that, that, that's that's totally true. That, I, I agree with that. But I guess I'm I looking at my, my notes that I, like, jotted down at intermission and then yeah. after act, because <laughs> obviously I'm not taking notes during the actual uh, right. play. It's very hard um, to do in a darkened theater. This is one I wrote down during intermission. Rapunzel's prince is blinded and cured, all in exposition, and yeah. I, I I think that's probably the one that stuck with me the most, like I like, or the one that that bothered me the most, I guess, because I felt like he was already a, a lesser character than Cinderella's prince. And so the fact that he was cursed, and then he was cured by her tears, or and then and then they were banished. I think banished it's her tears, yeah. And then they they are banished, and then she has twins. Like th- th- this is all in the span of about fifteen seconds. Like, yeah, this, it's this a is, lot. It was a bit of whiplash for me, and and so I I totally hear what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, you know, when you describe it like that, I'm like totally like I, I agree. But in the actual moment of that information being relayed to me as an audience member, I I was felt a little bit like I was kind of like grasping at a ledge, like I wasn't yeah. I wasn't quite I wasn't quite there in the moment. I, you know what y- I mean? So
1: so, I do think you're a hundred percent you're a hundred percent right about Rapunzel. Um, yeah. w- with all of the rest of it, you know we know these stories so well, we don't need to see 90% of the action. Sure. And I love, again, the way that the, the major character development and the major sort of laying bare of the story, like I just talked about with little red riding hood. I also love the way, like for instance, with not seeing Cinderella's ball Mm -hmm. actually take place. I love the way that they do since, you know, they've made the choice to tell and not show Mm -hmm. with, with, with Cinderella's ball, especially because the most characters attend it. Um, they they decide to tell in like a Hemingway way, where they say yeah. like a little tiny bit and let you fill in the rest. So, for instance, like in First Midnight, when you know the 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 stepmother and the two stepsisters come by and say, you know, never wear mauve to a ball or pink or open your mouth. And at another point, Cinderella's dad says close to the family closer to the wine and it's like you don't I don't need... think those
0: lines were in this production I They mean, I don't cut think that...
1: first midnight
0: and I think there was a first midnight song One but... gone.
1: you might you might have just you might have missed it because there's so much happening in that
0: song uh yeah no there was I'm looking at the the uh, program here there's no um there's last midnight in the act 2. right but, they cut uh, there's first... no song called first midnight yeah uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, it it just slays me that, that they didn't have first midnight in there that's really frustrating. That was frustrating. definitely a thing that happened
0: in the plot. Like, they, they've they said it's the first midnight, but I don't think... I don't remember those lines, the things you just quoted.
1: Oh, that's such a shame. And that's one of... Oh, that really that really upsets me, especially because that's actually one of the things that I, I felt... Even though I, I have stronger feelings about the other cuts that they made, like cutting yeah. Rapunzel's death and cutting no more, that first midnight is one where... It, it would not work. There's no universe in which it would work in a movie.
0: It, it's also possible, just for the sake of their double and triple casting, that if it's just like a short line it, it of the sisters, It would have been
1: difficult to pull off. But, well, because yeah. everybody, basically everyone is in it, and everyone only has one or two lines in it.
0: Yeah, so so like the... It would have um, been difficult
1: to pull off with costume changes and multi multiple characters and stuff.
0: Yeah, and, like, the stepsisters – oh, yeah, so uh, let me tell you a little bit more about the stage, and I keep on remembering little little things. So the way that they costumed the stepsisters Mm -hmm. is they had the two actors, both male actors, stand next to one another, holding up literal, like, curtains, like a, like a, a, (laughs) a large wooden rod with, like, just curtains Draping down in front of them to to be dresses, and then they put on like frilly hats. Oh my um, god!
1: Like uh,
0: the uh, yeah the, the, the sketch the... show, the Gone with the Wind parody on um um it's
1: uh, Carol Burnett,
0: Carol Burnett show, yeah, where she comes to ex- exactly like yes. that, except not actually wearing it. Um, and then the way that they did the wolf was they had like a wolf's head, like the type that you would find mounted on a hunter's wall. Mm-hmm. The actor just held that up and just pointed it, angled it at Red. The way the way that you would expect the wolf to be looking at her, so so the actor mostly had his head turned towards the audience, but the he was puppeteering this completely frozen, like completely immobile wolf's head, and it, he was really good at it. He he was using it uh, in this very like fluid, like believable way. Um, right.
1: So I just sent you um, on Facebook Messenger. I just sent you first midnight if you want to take a, it's literally a minute long if All you right, want to yeah, take yeah. a minute to listen to it i'll yeah, listen so. to it too one
0: midnight's gone no not unties itself sometimes the things you most wish for are not to be touched the harder to against the better to have
1: never when move at like a fall open. open your mouth the difference between a cow and a bean is a bean can begin an adventure!
0: Slotted spoons don't hold much soup! The bristle flower, the father from the pub! The closer to the family, the closer to the vine!
1: One midnight gone! The mother of a wolf slotty enter the sun. The servant is not just a dog to a prince! Opportunity is not a lengthy
0: visitor! Need but to get what you want, but I see that you keep what you have. it Into the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods, and out the woods, and home before. Yeah, so some of this was in there, but not all of it.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's a little so, frustrating. I mean, obviously it's like it's kind of like a weird disorganized song, but that's that is specifically what I was thinking of when I mentioned that like when I made the, the the Hemingway comparison of like, again,
0: little bits and pieces, little bits little and details. pieces, like
1: the never wear move to a ball or pink or open your mouth. It's like, you don't need to see the ball to know that yeah. the stepsister and the stepmothers were, you know, clearly unfashionable and made some, you know, grave faux pas and like whatever. And it's yeah. all, but there's also like important information in there. Like the witch says, sometimes the things you must wish for are not to be touched. She can't yeah. touch any of the items in the potion. Right, That's right. why she has to get the baker and his wife to find them. That's yeah. why it doesn't work the first time because she has touched Rapunzel's she touched hair. The hair. And yep. literally, the only time that gets mentioned is when she says in First Midnight, "Sometimes the things you most wish for are not to be touched." Yeah. Until so, like, at the, the end, when she freaks out about Rapunzel's hair.
0: The actress who played the witch was not double casted, so it's I possible she not. said that and I missed that. But like,
1: well, it sounds like they. It sounds like they mostly cut the song though. So.
0: Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, anyway, so so yeah, so um, and yeah, one more thing about the, about the staging is that so for the scenes with the the, the agony songs with the, the yes. two princes, they would come out. Um, they had literally on stage someone with two empty halves of coconuts banging them together to, to make the to make the uh, the horse hooves, and the <laughs> and the horses that they used were literal like cho- like children's horses, like the stick horses with the oh my like, god yes, wait 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 no, that's not the best part. They would come out, they'd gallop around, they they did all the clopping, you know, at, at whatever tempo the horse was supposed to be trotting at, and then they would walk down stage and reach out to the front row and say, "Excuse me, could you hold this for a second? So they they, they would hand off the horses oh, to people in the front I love front row. That. Uh, which the audience loved. They did, it, they did it both times just so that they could fully gesticulate during agony so they could, they could be standing and yes, posing. Yes, be fully during...
1: dramatic as they're talking about their agony, which like, it's, it's It'd be just... weird to be
0: holding up the horse with, with, right. with, with your hand, you know? <laughs> it's just
1: so pitch perfect. I mean, I love... Ugh, I love those songs. And then the second one when they say, is the way always barred? And it's like, you're yeah. princes. You literally, <laughs> each of you has ever had two things denied to you and it's the women that you're talking about. Like... Uh, I guess
0: I'll go back to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I love,
1: I love them. I love, I just, I love them. And also I love, because again, layers. I mean, again, as you listen to this, similar to when you listen yeah. to Hamilton and like you hear new, you start to notice new things that like little pieces of music that are repeated around and stuff. For yep. instance, in um, It Takes Two, which is a great, song about
0: which say what you're gonna say and then I'll tell you something about that yeah go ahead. <laughs> it takes
1: two which is such a great song and that's what I mean about about you know it's not just about learning to like move on from grief and whatever it's also about learning when you need to like put your ego aside and actually like okay we need to treat our marriage like a partnership and like actually work together to achieve our goal like it takes two such a great song but in that song the Baker's wife who has has been you know so starry-eyed about the idea of a prince even as we've watched Cinderella get disillusioned with a prince she mm-hmm. then she says to her husband you're passionate charming considerate clever which are the adjectives that the princes use in the prior uh, song to describe themselves am I not sensitive clever well-mannered considerate passionate charming as kind as I'm
0: handsome oh you wow know, then why no? <laughs> I know the
1: girl must be mad yeah so, shadowing. so yeah. she yeah. She's, well, it's it's not that it's it's I mean, they're literally Well, it's 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 like, you know, again, we've already established that that the baker's wife has, you know, has this like starry eyed, dreamy notion about a prince. And and, you know, and then now she's starting to see her husband through no, new eyes and like, oh, she already has her prince and her husband who's stepping up yeah. to the plate in the woods. And, you know, it's just it's just a lovely like repeating of of words. And like, I mean, it's full of that kind of stuff.
0: I'm sure if I listen to the soundtrack, you know, I'll hear a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, for It Takes Two, either early in the song or like the bit of dialogue before the song, the baker says something to the effect of, oh, I guess you need more than one person to make a baby or, or something <laughs> like <laughs> yes. that. And so the audience was, was was laughing at that one. That was a big laugh line. And so the family I mentioned that was in front of me, uh, the little boy in the family t- turned to his mom is asking why it was funny. And then oh, no. mom was saying, oh, well, the cow is making a funny expression because Milky White is is <laughs> in that scene yeah. to the side so and the boy was like okay <laughs> okay
1: i was gonna say yeah that could be that could be a fun conversation when you not, get not home. the time for the talk
0: <laughs> um and that's still in act one so that that was like right. you know, the, i think the first time i noticed the, the family in front of me was
1: <laughs> before before we've realized that maybe this is not yeah. not a hundred percent children although it um, is though because to... i mean again you know children deal with these things in their well, lives yeah, exactly. i mean yeah. jack and little red riding hood are children and their parents die and children have their parents die so no, i mean
0: it's... we earlier this season we were talking about the beauty and the beast remake and about how like isn't it good that disney actually dealt with dying parents in a like pretty frank and at least by disney standards like blunt way right you know? and
1: like this actually can affect your life even if it's not affecting your life in that like, you know, your stepmother has basically turned you into a slave, like right. it doesn't it doesn't have to have that kind of effect on your life for it to, you know, have a cast a long dark shadow over your existence. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, so uh one question though kind of about the baker's wife is like so she and Cinderella's Prince hook up in the woods. Yes. Uh, he ditches her. He's like, you know, basically, I'll call you. The equi- the, the medieval equivalent of I'll call you, but not even. <laughs> no, this and is just
1: a moment. This One, is just two, a moment. You know, yeah. Shimmering and lovely and sad.
0: So then she get, sings a song about, like, why she needs to go back to the baker. Any moment, then, which I love that song. And then gets crushed by the giant. Yes. Or the giantess. So I, I don't know, like... It felt like, especially since the prince didn't get any sort of comeuppance for his, you know, his, his philandering. It felt kind of distractingly cruel to her because she she was a sympathetic character for for most, for all all or most of the play. He was not, and yet, and yet she dies, and he like nothing happens to him other than just like oh he can't get the second wife that he wanted. To like, the
1: prince, you mean? To nothing else? Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. To the prince. like. I, that's I, I don't fair. Know. I, I just kind of w- w- was like, and I think, I think I'm think i pretty sure that also happens in the movie, right? I feel oh,
1: yeah, like I no, had a, that, Yes, that's... I I had yeah, like a like, of the, like, I feel like I had felt
0: this before, you know? <laughs> all of the
1: Baker's motivation after that point
0: Right, right. Is about his
1: wife dying, starting with your fault when he's like, it's, you know, it's your fault. There's a giant in our midst and my wife is dead. That's how that song starts. And then he runs away because he doesn't think he can cope and he like abandons his kid. And then he comes back and.
0: Realizes oh, that's true. Your, your fault it. might actually be my favorite song. It, it, you're right. It is really hard to hard to pick. I know it's uh, impossible,
1: but no. Oh, your fault is great, and it's uh, I, it's, it's so rapid fire. And yeah. I, I love any moment as well. No, I mean I think I think that I think you're right about um I think you're right about that with the baker's wife. Like that that sucks and that's a shame. And it's I I think the reason it happened. Kind of
0: checking to make sure there wasn't something I was missing. No, there, there's you know, not. Like...
1: I mean, honestly, I think it happens cause, because because. The baker the baker is kind of really the main character. And so, yeah. you know, like uh, things happen to him and we see how they affect him more mm-hmm. than, you know, we necessarily worry about, like, uh, the other, like, about his wife so much. Right. I, you know, it's, I, I, that's, that's, that's a real, that's a really unfortunate thing and a very good point. And I mean, I think, I think it's an important, thing to have happen because it it sets up the whole thing of him nearly following in his father's footsteps where having had a child and then had his wife die while the child is still an infant just as happened with the baker's father his instinct is to run away and it's like you know so I, I don't know how you could change it because, like, unless you flipped the whole story and made it about the baker's wife and made him – you know what I mean? It's, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you could change it. And I agree that it's unfortunate, especially because it happens, like, right after, you know, she she cheats with the prince. But um,
0: right. it, it feels like it's, it's supposed to be a punishment, like, as if she's being punished for her infidelity when – Maybe on a on a longer view, it's just random, unfortunate death and tragedy. But yeah. like in that in that moment, it feels like this is like almost like God smiting you for 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 your sins type of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I mean the uh, the only thing the only thing that I would say counter to that is that if it happened like while she was with the prince. Or if yeah. it happened without the song, any moment, mm-hmm. it would be it would feel more like that to me. And I've never really thought about it that way. I think because you see her internal guilt and conflict over what she's done, and you see her go, you know, oh, uh, you know, I wish, I wish I could have this magical life. I wish I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, that's crazy. I have to go home. You know, you see her go back and forth. You see her go like, well, wait, why not both
0: instead? There's the answer if you're clever. Have a child for warmth and a baker for bread and a prince for whatever.
1: Never! It's these woods! She comes to a point where she makes her peace with it and she figures it out and she's like, all right, you know, I had this thing, it happened, and like, it's just gonna make me appreciate my life more and appreciate my, my family and all of this stuff. So like, I, I think the fact that she, she gets that, she gets to have that internal conflict is what makes me okay with the fact that she gets killed yeah. right afterward. Cause again, yeah. you know, otherwise it would feel very much like, like a, you know, an 80s slasher movie where the, first, right. Exactly. The, the, first, the, first, the, the, first the first teenagers to die. have sex <laughs> are the ones that die. It's like, yep. you know, it doesn't feel quite like that because again, you see you, you that's fair. It's, 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 it, it's at the very least it's it the song complicates that dynamic in the way that uh, this whole thing it doesn't necessarily resolve very much but it complicates everything i mean everybody's life just gets more complicated throughout the play so i I, yeah i mean you're not you're not wrong it just doesn't bother me that much i guess
0: and another thing and this is kind of like through no real fault of the musical's own, but the fact that I'm I'm seeing this, or I guess revisiting it after seeing Moana, um, is that the ultimate fate of the giantess here, I guess spoilers for Moana, if you haven't seen Moana, go pause this podcast and go see that movie, because that movie was great. It's so um, good. I, I guess I kind of like... I loved what that movie did with subverting the the you know evil giant monster that you have to have to battle in the in the you know uh in the climax of the movie like I, that gets subverted in that movie so beautifully where it's you know you know oh i know, I know who you are you're 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 not you're not this monster that's not who you really are and like the giantess kind of has a legitimate grievance. Like she does,
1: isn't that? <laughs> she I mean, was I...
0: robbed, and then her husband was murdered. And so, I didn't really feel like, even though it was really awesome how they staged it, I I felt conflicted about like her being killed. And I guess some of the characters do too. I guess they say they they, they kind of hem and haw about right, killing the a kids, person, and...
1: especially Little Red Riding yeah. Hood. Is like, well, wait, you know, I'm not sure Granny would be proud of me now. because right, Like, I'm exactly. killing this innocent woman. And again, I you know, again the answer is in song. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, there's there's so much going on in in um, no one is alone. The song that I mentioned before right. that that you know the they're comforting the, the crying children, right? Yeah. The, the baker and and Cinderella sing to Jack and Little Red Riding Hood, right. um, and you know, especially the point in that song where they say, you know. Someone is on your side. Our side. Our side. Someone <laughs> else is not. Oh, our side, our
0: side, our side. We they we are not alone. No one is alone. You
1: know, witches can be right, giants can be good. You decide what's right. You decide what's good. You know. They they do acknowledge that like there actually are two sides to the story. You know, it's yeah. not it's not good versus evil. You know, we're on our side, but someone is on the giant side too. The giant yeah. has a legitimate grievance here. Also, though, the giant is killing everyone and destroying oh, no, their absolutely, village. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> but but I do think I do think you know again through through that song they make it they make it into more of a more of a like it's like a self-preservation right we have to kill this giant because she's going to kill everyone in the kingdom kind of decision as opposed to a giants are inherently evil this giant is inherently evil and therefore she must die kind of decision
0: right okay that's fair yeah There's, uh, it's always more
1: at... complicated is is yeah. kind of what's always <laughs> happening with into the woods
0: I'm looking back at my notes. We've also,
1: again, managed to talk for an hour about a fairy tale. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Although, to be Uh, fair, a lot of it had to do with you catching me up on the production you saw. So,
0: yeah, I I guess I guess my last thing I'll just to wrap this up is um, this is more critique of the first act than the second, which, you know, as established, I like the second act better. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the second
1: act is where it is where it all comes home, kind of
0: yeah exactly um but i think that my uh enjoyment of this was hampered a little bit by my absolute adoration for the princess bride which point of fact the movie version of that came out the same year that into the woods came to broadway so it was a very good year for fractured fairy tales apparently uh i i mean i guess i kind of already said this about like the first act especially where there was sort of this ironic distance between the audience and the characters like I think the in the princess bride everyone in, internally like the, the internal logic of that world everyone takes themselves very seriously like that's yeah. why it's so funny right. is that there's there's no one who's like turning and winking at the audience and I'm I was curious about whether this is the case in other productions um in this, whenever Milky White was in the scene, I think maybe to placate children who were disturbed by the the dark content, Milky White was constantly hamming to the audience was sort of like yeah. you know, making loud moves and screaming whenever she saw Jacked and like oh. uh, um and it was like it, it, and a lot of slapstick. Um and the children in front of me loved it. And I, I to be honest, I thought it was funny too. Like, you know, I it was it was well it was, the actor was good at what he was doing, you know, with with the this this Milky White character. Um, but it felt and, and and then as I mentioned, there were some very intentional uh, fourth wall breaks, where the princess handing off their horses and all that. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I really have a point here, but I, <laughs> I I'm just um, I I guess I guess that just kind of under underlies underlines the thing I was saying earlier about sort of. I just had a little bit of difficulty with. Getting attached to the characters in the same way that I that I would even in a comedy, even in another yeah, like fairy in the tale satire Bride, instance, in the yeah. Princess Bride, you know. So yeah,
1: I mean, well uh, about Milky Way, I mean, I think of Milky Way, Milky as... Milky White, uh, yeah, Milky. I don't know why I'm saying Milky Way, Milky White, the <laughs> cow, as as hamming it up, but uh, pretty silently, like, yeah. like no, this is a my, pretty loud Milky Way. Yeah, White. <laughs> the, the, my my experience of Milky White and memory of Milky White is like you know, making make kind of making funny faces. Like when Jack says like, you know, I'll see you soon again. I hope that when I do, it won't be on a plate. You know, Milky White kind of Milky White kind of does like a like a what now kind of face. Like,
0: well, no, the, the biggest laugh that kind of, of thing, the entire but not play, like
1: not like making not like mooing and shit like that. No,
0: I think the biggest laugh that the of the entire play was uh the baker comes to visit Jack and Milky White, and Jack says, "Oh look, Milky White, it's the butcher," and the and Milky White screamed at the loudest, like at the top of his lungs, like, yeah, I don't um, remember
1: Milky White ever making noise.
0: It, it, it was it was like really it was, it was it was a really good scream i mean like you know criticism aside that was a great like you know ceiling shaking scream oh okay <laughs> um so Makes my throat hurt you know um anyway that's just kind of like a i guess a quibble more than anything yeah. else like it's not it doesn't actually mean much for for the superior second act or for my you know, it's just, it's just I can, what I was saying I can earlier see about. How, like,
1: I can see how that could happen.
0: First I, act setup affecting second act. You know, investment. I, that that's all.
1: Yeah, I could see um, how I I could see that happening. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and if I just have to get one final point in, just because we haven't. Yeah. We haven't really gotten to it. Um, of course. I love the way. Well, two. I okay. There are two things that I love a great deal about the cin- specifically the Cinderella plot. First act Cinderella plot in this. Yeah. The first. Is that they go with the original Grimm's Brothers creepier, darker mm-hmm. Cinderella? Yep. Where she, you know, picking the, the
0: lentils out of the ashes. The
1: picking <laughs> the lentils out of the ashes. The mo- it being her mother with a tree on her grave instead of a mm-hmm. magical fairy godmother going bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yeah. Um. And the the stepsisters having their toe and their heel cut off, yeah, to yeah. fit in the shoe. I love that. I love that we do that version as opposed to the later version that and the Disneyfied version.
0: Mm.
1: That I, I just adore that, and it fits. I mean, it fits so much better in the tone of this play. Than, oh, totally. Yeah, than the Disney version would also. I love the teeny itty bitty little change. Where it is a conscious choice that Cinderella makes to leave her shoe behind and see, like, put the ball back in the prince's court,
0: and not when she's running away and right. she like she doesn't she it. doesn't
1: trip and lose her shoe. Mm-hmm. The prince sp- spreads pitch on the stairs to stop her from escaping, and she's stuck. And she has a fantastic song that I adore. Yeah, um, you in know, the steps of the palace on the steps of the palace. Where, where and that, that speaking song, yeah. speaking by the way of of the. Difficulty of singing Sondheim ever and singing this, <laughs> doing this. I mean, that is that is a, a tricky song. song. Listen yep. to any version of it, and you can hear. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear them struggle because they're professional, good singers. But you can mm-hmm. hear that 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 is the outside of anybody's abilities.
0: That's a taxing. Um, song. Yeah. It's
1: a taxing song. Yeah. But anyway, returning <laughs> returning to the deci- the actual. Plot and decision making that happens in the song on the steps of the palace. I love that Cinderella says out of the blue
0: And without any guide You know what your decision is, which is not to decide. You'll just leave him a clue. For example A shoe and then see what he'll do. Now T about you who is stuck with the shoe. Yep.
1: You know, it's so good and, you know, it, it just I love that Cinderella gets to gets to make a decision and put the ball back in the prince's court instead of
0: the ball in his court. Ah, I see what you did there.
1: I didn't, but thanks for thinking <laughs> that I was being that clever on the fly.
0: <laughs>
1: All of the clever things I've managed to say in this podcast have pretty much just been quoting the musicals. So, on so that the, note,
0: wh- I, on that note, uh we, we have gone way, so way over. Long. <laughs> I'm so sorry, this
1: podcast is endless. All right, so um what are we going to talk about next time?
0: Next time, uh, we are going to be watching a TV show, and it's a show that you and I have talked about extensively offline, uh, specifically about how you never, ever, ever are going to watch this show, oh, and I know now I'm going, is going to make that untrue. <laughs> I uh, we're going to be this watching going. This Is Us, which is no. a, uh, uh, I, 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 I hear you, I know why you're groaning, but it just, to it a chance. a show I have such
1: an attitude about, but everyone knows what This Is Us is
0: yeah this uh the the, ad, the ads are terrible which the breakout been... the
1: breakout hit of the fall season
0: we'll we'll give it we'll watch three episodes next week. we'll see what you think Fine. until then Emily where else can we find you online?
1: <sighs> I'm on twitter at e j
0: reports <laughs> and I'm on twitter at hey hey this is giant geek versus make noob standing on the steps of the palace i wish. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.